this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. <laughs> and some immature as well. This episode of Dragging Up 6.0 is dedicated to the 136,000 fans and listeners of other shows. This is Alan Wolford, a.k.a. Alan the Safety Guy, coming to you from Dandridge, Tennessee. Today's date is May 31st, 2021. On today's date, we try to remember the men and women of the armed services for the United States of America who gave their lives and who are no longer with us. And also, this is dedicated to the families and survivors of those same men and women. This country is made great not only through the sacrifices that they made, but the lives that they gave us and their spirit and love and dedication to their craft and to their trades. So we take our hats off and we have a moment of silence for those who are no longer with us. As we go through the broadcast, we're just going to look back at some of the things that have occurred up until this moment and just try to recap and get back into the things that we were trying to do with this podcast show. Uh, give you some ideas as what's been happening. Since our last show, there's been a lot of changes. JR is now getting ready to uh, ship out to Wake Island, Hawaii, where he'll be working as a Department of Defense contractor, as well as running the local radio show, and God knows working on that tan. You know, for a man that's lived in Chicago, that, that guy could use a little bit of sunshine. And as for Betty Stout, Betty just finished her pipeline safety training uh, not too long ago, as a lot of you may have heard in our previous shows. She had switched from construction over to the oil and gas industry. So while we may not be here together today, I can assure you that they are here in spirit. So as you sit back and relax, this is just going to be a short thing to keep you up on some things and some of the new trends are big coming up on the Dragon Up 6.0 and Safety Second shows. But before we begin, let's take a moment and listen to a veterans organization from Rack Op CBD. No doubt you've heard discussions about CBD oil. Ads are saturating the marketplace on billboards, magazines, social media, and news reports. But what is it? Joe Rivas, former Green Beret, CEO and founder of RackOps CBD, explains. I created a fully vertical operation from the seed to the bottle to ensure the veterans are getting the best quality CBD there is. I believe in transparency and trust and the same goes for Rackoff CBD. Myself and a lot of the veterans, we came back from overseas, lost and confused, looking for something to put a band-aid on that moral injury that we had inside of us. A lot of us went to the bars, a lot of us did drugs. At the end of the day, we suffered along with our loved ones watching us go through this pain. We all been downrange, guys. We've all breathed in chemicals, we've all breathed in burning tires and trash in the streets, and it's not fair for us to come back to the States and get more harmful chemicals and pills down our throat. I just want you guys to remember, veterans are the backbone of this country. Stay out of the fog and stay in the fight, guys. Rockoff CBD is not just for veterans. Thousands of construction, industrial, and public safety personnel use this natural compound to replace prescribed opiates and other potentially dangerous pharmaceuticals which are not only a major cause of prescription abuse, but may have secondary and sometimes fatal side effects. Timothy S. Best product by far. Rack Ops has helped my sleep and PTSD. 
I've been using this product daily for a few months now and have successfully stopped taking prescription sleeping medication and mood stabilizers. I now sleep faster and the quality of sleep is amazing. But don't take my word for it. Go to www.rockopscbd.com and read their words for yourself. This information is not to replace medical advice or directives. Openly discuss alternatives with your health care provider and ensure its use is safe for you. RackOffCBD.com. Made in the USA. So it's interesting when you think about what's going on right now. Uh, specifically in the month of May, we've had so much different information dumps put onto us both by the CDC and by OSHA in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. So what's interesting is that so many safety uh, practitioners, I I like the way that that word sounds better than safety professionals because it it takes on something. You know, safety is not something that we're just professionals and it's something we have to practice on a continuous basis. But one of the things that has come up uh, in you know, correspondences or uh, different types of dialogue that's been held between safety personnel is that when we try to explain that OSHA has not taken a, you know, a firmer stance in what to do in the workplace, one of the things that they have repeated, and I mean repeated time and time again, is that in the workplace, you're still more vulnerable. I mean, think about it. You stand next to Joe and Ann and Bill and Sue and all these other people, you know, for long periods of time. And the possibility of transferring, you know, whether it's a flu, whether it's COVID-19, any cooties that you could think of, it's going to happen in the workplace. And so what OSHA said is that, you know, they'll continue to go out under this emphasized program and look at high-risk employees. And a lot of people don't know what that means. They think that the CDC said, well, masking's not required in public, not in the workplace. And so what they take that to mean is that in the workplace, they're not required to have the plexiglass barriers, other types of environmental controls, mask in place, and that's simply not correct. If you look at it, OSHA continues to monitor, to inspect, and to look at industries employees at their high risk. So for the safety practitioners, not professionals, that keep saying OSHA is not going to cite me under the general duty clause, you need to pull your head out of your ass. It says specifically when you look at the different industries, the different businesses that they've been auditing, that they've been citing, that they've been inspecting, that the people were written up not only for respiratory protection, oh yeah, but under general duty clause. So when we look at this month, you know, we, we see a lot of confusion. We see a lot of people having differing opinions. They want letters of interpretation. They want something that states categorically, hey, this is what's going to happen if we still don't have a COVID program in place. People, we have to have one. Not everybody, including myself, has been vaccinated. You know, I'm of the mind that I'm not going to take something until the FDA and other agencies have approved it, not for temporary or emergency use, but as a viable option. You know, the flu virus, 
there's many variations of it. And so there is with the COVID-19. You know, when you look at it, SARS is not just one type. There's all types of variants. And then it mutates. Then it changes. So I'm just erring on the side of caution because growing up in a military family, growing up in the military, I've had to have all types of vaccinations. I've taken all kinds of shots. Luckily, I'd had no adverse reactions except when we were starting to get vaccinated for certain things prior to Desert Shield, Desert Storm. But you have to look back at history and say, I don't want to be one of those that had a response. Unfortunately, one of the veterans in our community just passed away. And he did get a shot. He did have adverse reactions to it. It was not because there was something wrong with the shot. It was because of other medications that had interacted within his body. So, you know, a lot of veterans, a lot of other persons that are uh, got all types of medical vaccinations, have all types of medical inputs, you need to speak with your doctor and say, hey, can you check the history of other people that have had similar vaccinations, similar inoculations, and see if this is a good choice for me, and maybe I should wait it out. There's nothing wrong with taking a moment of pause. On the job site, we call it, you know, a work stoppage. Uh, you just say, I'm taking a safety moment, I'm gonna do this. So on our side, we should take the extra precautions, wear a mask, socially distance, and look at all these other things. And for the safety practitioners that are listening to this, please remember, do not, you know, put your head up in the clouds and say, hey, CDC said this, we're gonna do that. Wait until OSHA gives either a letter of interpretation or direct uh, information on what you should do in the workplace. Keep your people safe. Don't assume that the CDC guidelines go into the work environment because I'm telling you, OSHA has stated, OSHA has even cited, they have it for public information that they have went out under the general duty clause, respiratory protection, bloodborne pathogens, and they have cited businesses for not following a COVID program. So when we go back into this, let's take a look at, you know, the, I, again, I love the safety practitioner. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, one of my favorite authors just came out with his new book, Safety Sucks, The Manifesto. Now, Samuel Goodman and Ian Allison just sent this out earlier this month. I've been reading it over the weekend. And for all those involved in safety, human resources, risk management, if you've not had a chance to read this, it is incredible. A uh, couple of things that I like about it compared to the previous version, Sam and Ian go into, you know, how people actually look at safety. What do they think that their jobs entail? Why they have them do the things they do? And this will give you good insight, especially for those that are coming off their tools, thinking about transitioning into the safety phase. You know, he gives all types of information on organizations, the structure, hardline safety, softline safety. I mean, it, it's just an incredible read. And then when you get into it, you look at yourself and you say, hey, is this the way I'm being perceived by going into the profession? Am I supposed to make safety issues disappear? Am I supposed to be a soothsayer? Am I a guru, a god? You know, what do they consider the, uh, me to be and what do they consider that I should have before I step into the door? And for those who are going into the trade that don't know it, stop. Don't just sign up for every company because you're hungry to get into this new facet or this new field or think that you're going to be the perfect fit. Do the same thing these companies are doing to you. 
research them. Take a moment, look at the Better Business Bureau, go to the OSHA establishment page, look and see what type of information they have, and ask them. Ask them the same hard questions. You're going to be getting involved in, you know, a whole new lifestyle. You're going to be getting involved in a industry or a facility that you're not used to. Take the time to learn about it. The, th the best thing that you can do before taking on any new endeavor, whether it's a new job, a new hobby, is plan, prepare, communicate, and engage. Take the moment to learn, research, and make sure that you're adaptable to whatever program they have in place. You know, and don't give up. If safety's not your thing, you can still stay within the AHS field and go into the environmental. You know, getting the spill response, getting into the planning, get into, you know, pandemic response. You know, there's a lot of great people that are doing that as well, where they don't have safety opportunities because of cutbacks or reorganization due to the pandemic. They're looking at other areas of their field that they're interested in, that they have some knowledge on, and that they're expanding it into. So while you're thinking along those lines, think about this as well. So there's a new program, and it's not really so new, but it, there's a new organization that's starting to make waves. And what they're talking about is doing a safety assessment. Oh, and there's an email from them right now. So it's not really a safety assessment like you would think out on the job site. It's a safety assessment that, you know, when you look into it, it's like, okay, how does this help me? And that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Just last week, I signed up for this new course. And when you think about courses, you think about, okay, God, how's this going to help me? But Yusef Badu, a former United States Marine, came out with what's called SAFE, situation, excuse me, situational awareness for everyone. But actually, in, in essence, it's called situational awareness for employees. So if you're looking at safety right now, and if you have a training background, if you have any interest in looking at other types of safety uh, that you could bring into your resume, that you could bring into the workforce, that you could support your human resource division with, this is something that you should take into consideration. So when you think about it, you know, the safe instructor course at, or in certification program, what it teaches is basically instead of, you know, just workplace violence, you know, active shooter program. This is a new type of training where you train the individuals to be situationally aware and prevent it because they can forecast the types of activities, the type of mannerism uh, that's being used. And what it considers is the left to bang theory. All the events, all the cues, all the identifiers that you see prior to a workplace violence situation. So you're working now in a whole new field, but it's still under the view of safety. This is Alan Wolford, Alan the Safety Guy, wishing you a very, you know, great uh, rest of the week. Uh, again, with this being Memorial Day, think about the veterans, think about survivors, think about those who are no longer with us. But also think about your path forward. Think about the people that you protect, that you watch, and that you care for. Thank you for listening. The views expressed on this program are solely the opinions of the host and guest 
not necessarily those of their employer, committee, division, or any other group or individual. This podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Nothing within this recording is intended to be used for legal guidelines as representation for any entity. No portion of this podcast may be reproduced without the expressed full consent of Alan the Safety Guy. You've been listening to Alan the Safety Guy. If you'd like to be on the show or have a comment, alan at alanwolford.com or call 910-431-6437. 910-431-6437. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Be safe.